Our problem is this. How can regular people like us, who didn't grow up with the most uplifting mentors and really only learned how to hold ourselves back, how do we create true financial freedom, true emotional or even relationship or even overall health freedoms by just understanding our strengths and doing everything our way, getting results in a way that is truly authentic to who we are? That's the problem I'm committed to solving with this podcast. My name is Eddie Villa, and it's time to unleash your strengths. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Villa. It's good to be here. I've got something pretty important to share with you because you, my friend, just like me and just like everybody else, are wrong but only about 100% of the time. <laughs> okay, so uh, why do I make myself laugh? That's weird, right? Is it weird that every time I say something that I think is funny, I laugh? And I, Anyway, moving on. Welcome to the episode we're going to talk about today. And what is, it, I'm, what is it that Eddie is talking about? Why is he saying I'm wrong? I, I'm not wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> what was the, um, one of my favorite movies, Waterboy? <laughs> When his teacher, who looked like Colonel Sanders, was trying to tell him that, uh, um, oh, well, my gosh, I, I'm not going to reenact a scene from The Water Boy. But anyway, if you've seen The Water Boy, when he tells, when he says the line, no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong, mama's right. Anyway, there we go, done. <laughs> Moving on from that reference that for some reason I got sucked into. All right, let's talk about this. Why is Eddie saying I'm wrong, but only 100% of the time? First off, that comment, that quote, you're wrong, but only about 100% of the time, came from a wonderful book that I read once called Loving What Is. Actually, I haven't read this book once. That's a lie. I've read this book multiple times. It's, it's definitely the best book I've ever read. And I read it five years ago. And I've read probably 40 or 50 books since then. And by far, this one still blows all those away. So that makes me think that this is going to be the best book I will ever read. So I highly recommend it. Loving What Is by Byron Katie. She's amazing. I, w- I hope I get to meet her someday. Uh, and just give her a big hug and tell her how she gave me so much power, so much freedom. Uh, what I want to talk about real quick is that quote. That quote came from, you're wrong, girl, but only about 100% of the time, came from this because it helped me understand a very important principle that I thought I was right about. Like, I thought I was right, and you do this too. It's this thing that we think that we're right about because we have all this evidence, right, that we've chosen, we've chose to focus on. And because we chose to focus on this evidence, we think we're right, but we're wrong, but only about 100% of the time. And let me explain what I'm talking about. How many times have you been in a situation where someone you know really close to you, okay? Someone who you know that's really close to you, someone you know, well, you think you know them very well, and they decide to do something that frustrates you, okay? They've done something that's angered you. They do something that make you go, oh, you're doing that, and then you make this belief right here. You say this, oh, you're only doing that because you're thinking this. And then you get angry, frustrated, and then you do something completely inauthentic to who you are, all right? And you're shocked that it upsets them. And then when it upsets them, you're like, well, they just needed to hear that truth. They're mad at me because it's true. Have you ever thought that? Come on, don't lie. I'm going to explain how I know for a fact that you are wrong, but only 100% of the time. 
You see, a lot of times we do things and we try to help people. Well, we really do. We really want to help people. We want to make a difference in people's lives, uh, even if it's just to encourage them to do something great. And then we, when we help them and then they do things that are so contradictory to what we want them to do, we sit there and instead of taking responsibility for the part that we played, we dismiss it and we say, you're only doing that because of this and you're wrong. That's what happened. That's what happened. So I want you to think about right now about the people that matter to you most, okay? For me, um, the people that matter to me are all the people that come within my circle. They come into my world. Uh, they show up for team calls or they show up to my webinars or they, sh- or they watch my Facebook lives or they listen to my podcast. Everybody that comes into my domain, you, you, my friend, you. Everyone that comes into my, mo- my, my domain, I think about And I keep thinking about how to help you as best I can. I'm not saying you need help. But the bottom line is there's something I can do that can be of value to you. I know that because you're listening to me. You're watching my video for some reason, right? Whether it's the title. (laughs) Maybe I put up a title that was perfect to hit a nerve for you. Or somebody said you need to listen to this, this thing that Eddie did. You've come to me because there's something that you want. And I believe that you've come to me because there's something I can give you. And most often I give it to you for free. Let's be honest about that, right? I'm, I, I'm, I'm so like in desperate need to create content. I'll give away a lot of it for free. But here's the deal. There are things that I'm, the reason I'm sharing certain content is because there's certain things that I want you to do for yourself. But not, you're not going to do them my way. You're going to do them your way. And that's pretty much all I want. I want you to figure out what your strengths are. Use them and apply them. And do everything in a way that's authentic to you because you're going to get results the way you want them. And you're going to move a lot faster and you'll stop doubting who you are as the right person. Okay, that's what I want. But, you know, sometimes people don't do those things. And so, um, like, for example, if... Um, Let's say I have 100 people in front of me and I'm talking to them about strengths, okay? And those 100 people, you know, don't do anything with what I taught them that day. Let's just say, hypothetically, okay? I'll be honest, that never happens, but let's pretend for the sake of argument that that's what happens. And let's say for some magical reason, I get confirmation that those people aren't actually doing that stuff. Well, it's easy for me to say things like, oh, they're not doing this because... Um, they are broke or they um, think I'm trying to uh, take something from them or they don't trust me or they don't trust themselves or they're too much in fear or they're lazy or whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? I go down this path and I want you to know you do the same thing. I'm just pointing it out. What happens is we dismiss our, the part that we're supposed to play in that activity And specifically in that situation, we actually judge people based on what they do and we tell a story thinking that we know what's going on in their head. Well, my friend, you know a little secret, you're wrong. But only about 100% of the time. And here's, here's the proof, right? So let's say I talk to 50 people. And, and this has happened. <laughs> I talked to 50 people, right? And, and only one or two of them 
you know, decide to continue the conversation, decide to deep delve into their strengths and actually apply them. Okay. At that point, I can say to myself, wow, those 48 people were not ready. They were not prepped. They were not, they don't, they didn't know what, you know, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't listen. They were probably multitasking while they were watching my thing, you know, because I hate it when people multitask when they're watching my stuff. I'm like, come on, just pay attention. You're going to learn some awesome things. Stop multitasking, right? But my brain can go there so easily. And what happens is in that moment, I'm not challenging myself to own the responsibility I have, right, to, to ensure that they're going to listen. A long time ago, when I first started doing webinars, I would talk for hours. Or, you know, and, and, and then I would be frustrated that nobody was buying or nobody was joining me or nobody was doing what I asked them to do. When the truth is, it was my fault the whole time. The truth is, they didn't, they didn't jump in because they were this or they were that. The truth is that I didn't do my part. That's the truth, right? And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I mean, there's, there's two different outcomes after a, um, an exchange when I'm sitting, I'm talking with people. There's two different outcomes. Either they'll do what I ask them to do or they, or they won't, okay? But at the end of that outcome, if they don't do what I ask them to do, the worst thing I can do, the absolute worst thing I can do is judge them. It's the stupidest, biggest mistake because I'm wrong. Every single time I'm wrong. It's not their fault because it's not their job, right, to do what I ask them to do. It's my job to walk them through why it's important and then and then invite them to be a part of that. That's my job. And so when I do things, when I make the shift, when I start to take responsibility, I actually stop feeling angry and frustrated and I get challenged and motivated and I get back to work. And so right now I'm like, I've got these workshops and I've got these programs and everything is designed specifically to, to encourage people to join me in this revolution of helping the world love itself through their strengths. The strengths assessment, this is why it's so important to me, my friends, that your strengths assessment answers the question that you want the answer to, is, which is, who am I? What is my calling? What am I supposed to do? Who am I? Because what we've been doing, which is comparing ourselves to other people, doesn't work. I don't know if you know this or not, but when you take the strengths assessment, it actually shows how you are infinitely unique compared to anybody that's ever lived and ever will live. And so that means that everybody that you have been comparing yourself to is also infinitely unique. And just like you, they are unduplicatable. They cannot be duplicated. They can't, which means you can't do what they do the way they do it. You can do, the, you can do some of the things that they do, and you might even be able to do some of the things that they do um, as consistently as they do, but you can never duplicate how they do it, ever. It's not a thing. And so if you sit around and you look at people and you say, oh, you're only doing this because of that, and you're only doing this because of that, my friends, you are wrong because there's no way that you could possibly know why a person is doing anything because who they are is unique, it's different. 
They're completely different than you. So they can't think like you, which means you can't think like them, which means you can't know what their thoughts are. You can't. It's impossible. Okay, so think about like, <laughs> think about how many times you've looked at a person and said, oh, I know exactly why you're doing this. And felt this drain of energy on your body. The instant you say that. So then you try to hold fast, you try to stand up strong, you try to put out your chest just a little more, but the truth is you're full of it. You don't know what you're talking about because you can't know what you're talking about. Even me, who is as advanced in understanding people as it gets, I am radically advanced and I'm owning that now. I'm okay with that. I used to be fearful of that. I used to be afraid of that because thinking there was something wrong with me because I knew so much. Even I get it wrong a lot. So I am unwilling to believe that anybody is an actual mind reader. You can feel people's feelings and you're, and you're pretty close, but you don't know why. And so what I'm gonna ask you and I'm gonna challenge you to do instead is ask questions. Ask questions, right? Maybe it has nothing to do with them. Maybe it has to do with you. Maybe there's something you missed. Maybe there's something you didn't say. Maybe there's something you didn't listen to. And so like for me right now, okay, my goal. My goal is change the world. Okay, how am I going to do that? How am I going to even know that I'm changing the world? Well, bottom line is I have to have people in a certain area that are doing the work consistently and then I'm getting feedback that is dominantly positive. It's working right? That's it. Okay. How do I measure that? I measure that with my group. Number one, right? Number two, I measure that with the audience that I'm growing. So that means that people, uh, you know, coming to my webinars, coming to my classes, watching my Facebook lives and so on. And then those people opting into my email list where I send content on a pretty consistent basis. And I send out more content and programs. I give away, um, strengths planners, right? At unleashmystrengths.com. And so the more my audience grows, the more I know I'm making an impact because they're at least listening to me once. And if they listen to me once, I'm going to invite them to listen to me twice, whether it's on my podcast or in my group or whatever. And so here's a, um, a really great example of, of how uh, I can really get kicked in the stomach. I have this uh, tool called ManyChat. And if you've ever heard of ManyChat, it's pretty cool. But I'm shifting the way I'm using it right now because uh, I'll explain what ManyChat is. So what's ManyChat? ManyChat is a tool for me to be able to deliver content to people through Facebook Messenger. Okay? So you can go onto my Facebook page and you can message me a phrase, right? I'll have a phrase specifically set up so that you can message me because you want something. Uh, one of my favorites is um, if you go onto my Facebook Messenger, you can message me with the word Rose, okay? And when you message me with the word Rose, it's actually a reference to a guy named Pete Rose who is one of the greatest hitters of all time. And you can actually get a video from me seeing how, seeing how I used my woo strength to have a, a really awesome conversation with Pete Rose. And so for those people who have woo very high, I want to give you uh, like a really cool tip. <laughs> this is how you can use woo to influence even one of the greatest people in the history of baseball, okay? 
So if you go to my Facebook page and you message me with Rose, you get an automated message with the video link to watch Pete Rose. And in essence, what you're also doing is letting me know that you want to learn about woo and you want to learn about those that strength. And so what it does is it, it quote unquote tags you so that if I ever have any really awesome content about woo or just about how to use strengths in general to help um, you influence other people, then if I've got that, then I know that you want that and I'll send it to you. Like here's another video or here's another cool thing that'll help you out with these strengths. It's designed to do that. Now, Facebook has recently changed their rules when it comes to Facebook messaging. So they don't want anybody messaging anybody anymore outside of 24 hours. So ManyChat has made a shift and they said, okay, well, we'll let you uh, use your ManyChat quote unquote list to get their phone numbers and email addresses so that we can, we can still through ManyChat send emails or text messages, again, if that's what people want. So I sent a message out a couple days ago that said, hey, uh, Facebook, I sent a message to everybody on my mini chat list. There's about 15 or 1,600 people, okay, that like to get content from me. And I've said, hey, um, Facebook is changing their policies. Uh, they don't let me send messages anymore. So if you'd like to keep updated on some of the things that I'm doing, programs, events, sales, or specials, or whatever, um, I would love it if you can give me your phone number and email address. And they can say yes or no or whatever. So here's what's awesome that happened. Out of the 1,500 people that I sent it to so far, about 500 people um, gave me their phone numbers and email addresses. And I'll be honest, I'm not going to send text messages very often. I don't. I'm more of a, I'll send text messages, send messages maybe two or three times a month uh, when it's really good, when it's really important. Otherwise, I'll send an email instead. But, um, but there's a whole bunch of people uh, besides those 500 that said, uh, I don't, I'm good. I don't need to send you any messages. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't need to give you my phone number. I don't want to give you my phone number. I'm good. And my first thought, my, my first gut instinct was, oh, I just got rejected. Right. And, and then I would get rejected. And then what do I do? I looked at the names of the people that were quote unquote, again, quote unquote, rejecting me. And then I went down this rabbit hole. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, who is this person? Why are they opting out? They opted in. They've, I've asked them hundreds of times if they want to opt out. Cause I want people off my list that don't want what I have. I really do. If you're on one of my lists and you don't want what I have, I don't want you on my list. I want you out because I hate sending emails and messages to people who don't want what I have. Plus, it also costs me extra money to send those emails and messages. So why would I message you? I don't want you there, right? And so I'll send messages once in a while specifically just to say, hey, if you want, you can opt out anytime you want. It's totally cool. <laughs> but these people that didn't want to give me their phone numbers and emails were like still on my list for some reason. And my first thought is like, why? Why are you there? I've sent you this message and I've sent you that message. I don't understand. Why are you there? Do you understand what's going on in my head? I'm wrong. In this moment right here, when I'm thinking the process that I'm thinking, I'm wrong. Because I'm thinking, I know why. I'm completely wrong. I'm so wrong that if I chose to act on those thoughts, I would be acting inauthentically. Which is why I didn't act on them. I've learned how to understand what's going on. So I took this whole process of me going through judging them and all that crap. It lasted about 
a millisecond in my head, okay? But you know how it is when you have a thought that lasts a second, it could feel like it's an hour, <laughs> right? So all of this thought process happened in my head for about a millisecond. And then I came to my senses as I, as I learned how to do thanks to loving what is. And I realized that their, their comment that they're not interested has nothing to do with me at all. It has nothing to do with me at all. They're merely communicating to me that it's not what they want. They don't even know what it is I'm doing. They have no idea. And so I've got two choices. I can take it personal or I can just move on. You want to know what choice I made? <laughs> I moved on. That's it. Goodbye. See you later. And out of the 1,500 that were, were on my list, I think at, I, I'm going to bet after this whole, I'll call it a purge, I'll maybe have eight or nine, maybe 800 if I'm lucky, right? 800 people on that list. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm so glad. In fact, I would be fine if it was eight instead of 800. Because at least I know those eight are with me. They want what I want and they want to roll with me in whatever capacity that is. And that's where I shifted into me being me as I move forward. My goal is to be as good as I possibly can communicating what, what it is my mission. And how all I want to do is help people. That's it. I came from a really crappy place. I would constantly beat myself up and hate on who I was for years. And I was able to dig myself out of that with the help of a lot of great people and knowing my strengths. That's all I want to teach people how to do because I understand where you're from. I understand what it feels like to doubt yourself or even hate yourself. I get it. I understand. I know what it's like to look in my past and judge myself and saying to myself, there's nothing I could ever do to be worthy of more. I know what it's like. I've been there. And if you feel that way, I feel you. Or if you have felt that way and you want to help other people move forward, I feel you. And I will always show up. So to wrap this episode up, I want you to understand that when you, just like I did in that moment, when you stop thinking you know what other people are doing and the reason why they're doing it, Realize that you're wrong and get back into your own unique talents and strengths by focusing on you and what you can do about it. That's it. Stay out of other people's business. You're going to be so much happier and far more productive, far more creative, and you're going to connect with people even better. Have an awesome day. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more strengths coaching and tips, go to eddiepvia.com or join me live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at facebook.com forward slash grow with Eddie. This episode is brought to you by LaunchPod Media.